Yeah, let's hope this one records. I can't wait to get my Jail Force ones. Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah, none of that went last week, huh? No. Alright, we can still talk about it. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul mouth jerk from out of town. Foul mouth? Fuck you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, you are officially rocking with the worst, because uh, sorry about missing the last two weeks, but... I had COVID. He had COVID, but then we recorded one last week and then found out after the fact that it did not record, and that's why you are rocking with the worst. There's a whole episode, there's a... The Lost episode. Lost, we made Lost Media. Yeah, it's like Nas's Lost Tapes, you know, except you're never going to get to hear it. Um, but yeah, this is the worst case scenario, and that means that I am the foul jerk, aka Falio Iglesias, Punani DeFranco, Elon Muscular, the Archduke Depeche Mode, Von Luthballoons, uh, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. And uh, with me, as always, is uh, Adam Strange, Toot Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger. <laughs> oh, you went straight for Apple. Yeah, I brought it back. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that. I'm not going to lie. You got to look away from the mic because that can be a very loud, horrible noise. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Buffy knew what he was doing. That's all I'm saying. Um, Yeah, buddy. Uh, So, I don't know. Let's start with some inconsequential bullshit. Uh, did you hear that, like, everybody's mad at Robert Downey Jr. again because he no. gave extra shout outs to i guess he won a sag award which is i know he got a bafta or he was at the bafta awards just recently well also he got a sag award the screen actors guild he's sagging and uh yeah he's rocking a sag um but he gave apparently i didn't watch it i just read about it but he gave like a long laundry list of shout outs to people that had helped influence him and his acting and his career and all that shit but that uh one of the people was mel gibson and he kind of tried to like get mel gibson put back on he was like forget my friend his press or forgive my friend his trespasses and and like i don't think anyone's really trying to hear that but um it's also like i don't know Y'all are all in a twist about that. Like, Jodie Foster's been trying to get Mel Gibson put back on forever. You know, like... Yeah, it didn't take. It has not taken. Nah, he, well, Marky Mark made a movie with him most recently. Oh, yeah. I think about... The second... Something about being preachers and being n- sad or something. I don't know. No, I... Well, they... He was... What Mom was it called? Two. In Stepdads? Oh, Part yeah. two? Uh, yeah, one of those, yeah. I thought... He, was, uh... No, I can definitely see Marky Mark trying to put Mel Gibson back on. It seems a little weirder for uh, Jodie Foster, but I guess they worked together when they were young, and she really likes him. But Personally, I'm like, didn't you make enough money with all your fucking movies? And I don't even mean like the good ones before the shit ones. like, Like Passion of the Christ. You know how much money he probably made off of that? Insane, insane amounts of money. You know, like I, I don't, I don't think he needs to work anymore. Like, go to fuck back to Australia and be, be a billionaire, big boy. I, I don't need you. 
Well, he's kind of half Australian, half American. Though. And at the same time, like, I, uh, yeah, you know, if you, it, it, I don't know, it, it's if people that make movies want to use him, he sure. can just go back to upstate New York. They, they can do that, you know. Like, hey, if you want somebody in your movie, put somebody in your movie. I don't care, but like, it's not like movies make any money, anyways. Like, they don't even make movies anymore. I've been so fucking bored of streaming for the last two months. Of like, there ain't shit new. Nothing new comes out. There's no new movies coming out. There ain't been, except they're like Wonka and fucking Franchise Part 7. See the Werner Herzog quote? That was, it's like, there's like seven headlines of a nothing quote where it's Werner Herzog saw the first 30 minutes of Barbie and said that was hell. <laughs> of course! But, but the thing is, is, that's not, and then if you read the article, it actually says... If you lived, if you were a Barbie living in Barbie land, that would be hell. Right. But he couldn't comment on the movie because he's only seen the first 30 minutes of it. So, like, someone took a non-quote and we're like, let's make him diss this movie in a headline where he doesn't actually even diss it. Right, but I honestly don't care I could see. what Werner Herzog says. It's just always the most entertaining shit you've ever heard in your life. No, like, I could see him doing a documentary of when the Barbies wake up in Barbie land. They are greeted to a mirror that's not there. Yeah. They float down to their car. The aging Barbie. I don't want to say. Fall. I don't want to say that he can do no wrong in my eyes, but I've just never heard him talk mm-hmm. without just being incredibly tickled by the whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know, like that fool could talk about like a flower blooming. And it will sound like the most terrifying. He's the most German person that ever lived. Now, granted, I know almost nothing about German culture. But, like, he just seems like the most German fool ever. Like, outside of, like, Nazi bullshit, he just seems like... Yeah, like, there's a clip I love to watch about... um, you remember, you know, the movie Cobra Verde, and they shot it in, like, the Amazon? Mm-hmm. And I've actually never really watched Cobra Verde. I've just watched clips of him being interviewed about the making of it. And, uh, Jesus Christ, it's it's the most terrifying thing ever. He's like, it's not that I don't love the jungle. I do love the jungle. But it is a place where if... There is a God who exists. He clearly created the jungle in a place of anger. It is a place of overwhelming and collective murder. <laughs> like, dude, overwhelming and collective murder? That's fucking amazing. He's like, in reflection of that, the rest of us are just poorly pronounced characters in a yellow back novel. <laughs> like, dude. What do you think about, like, if this is what comes out of your mouth, you know how, like, whatever's in your brain is way crazier than what comes out of your mouth. So, like, if that's what you actually have to say about anything, you're a fucking nut job. But, you know, German culture is going to change as of this weekend. Why is that? Did you hear about the big law Mm -mm. that just changed there? No. All adults in Germany mm-hmm. can now have three cannabis plants and up to 28 grams on their person at any time. Do you think that's going to make them chiller or wackier? Chiller. Well, number one, it's going to... Amsterdam just lost, like, most of its tourist industry. 
You know? Yeah, that is pretty close, right? Number one, I'm Germany. bad with geography. Berlin has this thing going on already that I didn't really know about. I know about you know the techno. You hear the, the techno scene, the club scene in Berlin. Yeah, it's huge there. That, yeah. People in Berlin go to the club like they leave from work on Friday with a backpack, okay? And then they go to the club. This is a commonplace thing. You're yeah, saying. and then like then they come home like midday Sunday to sleep a little bit before going back to work on like they stay at the club for like two days. Like the the, the club in Berlin has food. And drugs, and you stay awake for like two like days. Beds or no, you're saying they don't and just get high and they just roll their faces and off. rave for two days. Get like, skied. Basically, just they're go. just there. There's a rave at all times in Berlin. There's like five 24-hour dance parties going on in Berlin all the time. I hate to say this because, again, let me reiterate: I know nothing yep. actually factually about no, in a big charming culture. But yes, that fits the narrative in my head. I just assume like. The background in Germany at all times is like, and apparently when when the Americans took it, you know, back in the forties, th- uh-huh. they were like trying to figure out what to do and like basically put the city back together and make making new laws. Mm-hmm. And there was one general that was like, "Okay, check it out. Let them have bars twenty four seven. Get them on like, that no. And they were like, "Not just check it out. Let's let these people here have had a hard fucking time. Let's fucking let them drink." Let this Wait, you're saying this is post World War II yeah, or post, yeah. uh, post the wall II. coming down? No, post World War II. Okay, they were like on in East Germany or wait, not East, West, West Germany, whatever side yeah. we had. They were like West. The West was the American. They side. wanted the other side. They wanted people to look over the wall and be like, "Damn, they're having, they're more having fun way than too we are. much fun." So they were like, "We're gonna keep the boost coming." And the American army made sure to like stock all these bars. Like they were bringing in liquor to make sure that all these bars had Jack Daniels in them and that. All these bars are going to be open 24-7, and that led to this, like, all-night party culture that stayed, that was there more than anywhere else. So, like, Yo. when the Beatles took off, it was from Hamburg. It was not from, from England. England. It was from right. going out and playing all night the long Liverpudlians. In, the, in the clubs and bars in Germany. And then that popularity they brought back. Yo, look, I'm not the most politically savvy motherfucker, but I will say that that seems to be a pretty legit strategy. Of just like, yo, make other people like FOMO really works on a geopolitical level, from what I can tell. It's just like, yo, show them how much fun everyone else is having when they have like cell phones, BMWs, fucking rave culture, like drugs. Then the whole idea, too, that like Levi's jeans you know, during that period, like craft work. You know, craft work starts coming out of Germany. Mm. And then craft work hits the world. Black people hear it and they're like, okay, that was close. Yeah. You almost got it. Yep. You almost got it. Let us do something here. Hold on, let me, okay, now here, I'll try it like this. And just basically make techno. Yeah, like when Bambada gets it. Out of yeah. craft work. And yeah. basically all synth pop in general basically comes out of yeah. craft work. But techno especially, you know, like you go to any of the, the three creators of techno and they're going to say like, what were you listening to? And they P-Funk and Kraftwerk, you know, that's that's what we listen to in Detroit. Honestly, and yeah, when did, this one Detroit DJ, Techno comes out, you... you One DJ was playing Kraftwerk and Techno, and then everybody listening was like, well, I'm going to make them both at the same time. Yeah. Let's just make them both together. Honestly, just, and this is the first I'm hearing of it, but honestly, just right off top, I'll tell you, yeah, you put Kraftwerk and P-Funk together? I mean, that sounds amazing. I mean, that's what... 
I mean, he, that's what Planet Rocket. I mean, Africa yeah. Robota is basically almost that. I don't think it's he didn't use a P funk sample, but it was he used a funk sample and a crap. Sample. He clearly had to be influenced by P funk. That's yeah. That's I mean, a that's, given. Yeah, and all of that. I mean, I just there's a great documentary on Amazon right now that's um or no either Amazon or Paramount. I don't fucking know. It's the video box. It's like the history of video box from um New York. Right. Like, you know, video New, music box. Yeah. Video yeah, music yeah. box. It's just the whole history of it, and they start off with like. We were listening to P Funk, you know, like the DJs that began Video Box were like, we listen to P Funk. That's when we, when we started this channel, it was going to be P Funk. But then rap came out of nowhere, and it was better, so we went with that. Well, and also, I just, yeah, it's like there's almost no part of culture that, and like P Funk does get its flowers, but maybe not enough flowers. Like there's almost no part of culture. That George Clinton didn't have his fingers yeah. on. You know what I mean? And just like Parliament and Funkadelic as separate bands and then as one merged band and then just everything that spins out of it. You know, we're kind of included in that. Yeah. Clothes of Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's legitimate. And no, then and you, you start th- adding fucking like, like Ohio players. You go through the seventies and just look at the funk that came out of the seventies. Rick James. Yeah. That is all clones, you know, Dr. Funk. I mean, how can hip-hop not be created out of that? You know what I mean? It's just like the influence of it is so fucking deep that how does it not spin off an entire next genre that becomes the biggest cultural influence of the next, like, 30 years? That's... It just, I mean, it makes sense to me. Obviously, in retrospect, no one can see what's going to happen. But well, And this thing that P-Funk kind of did is, like, when Rock was on the radio, they yeah. were on the radio with Rock. You know, right. like, then Funk came, James Brown, they're, they got there right there with that. They got uh, there right as disco's going through. Flashlight is just right on the disco charts next to fucking disco songs. Into the 70s. Like, they basically, even as hip-hop came through, like... It they, starts stampling. You know, he came P-Funk. back with a couple, yeah. with, um, with, you know, they had a couple songs off of the Mothership, whatever. Awesome right. Power from Mothership that kind yeah. of charted. It's a, it's but like, home, yeah. But they basically just, as the genres changed around them, they just kept playing the same music <laughs> through all of these genres and basically yeah. were just like, yeah. Why would you change it up? It's, you don't mess with success, yeah. man. It's just like, if everyone is sampling what you're already doing, Keep doing what you're fucking doing, man. Well, and that's the thing, too, where you think that George would always have, like, there's enough people in P-Funk right. that there would always be a, a, P-Funk, a, a P-Funk all-star show on the road, even yeah. if he wasn't there, like, you know, which would right. kill it, which you need him. But if he got it going, we're like, no, it's okay. This is another version. Right. You think he could still be banking off of that and raging it because you play, P-Funk plays, people are coming, you know? Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the Parliaments and Funkadelic, are two separate bands that he is both the leader of both. And they kind of are just kind of two slight variations on a similar sound. But one is one more horn-based, and the other is more guitar-based. And more vocal, because one of, like, the Parliaments Mm -hmm. had four guys singing. Right. You know? But, like... Yeah, but then, like, Funkadelic is more like your maggot brain side of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. And, uh, but it's just like, then later they merge kind of, you know, and, uh, it's just the influence is, it's impossible to, to like overstate the influence of that shit. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking phenomenal, man. Uh, 
but the but but, but you can smoke weed in Germany now. <laughs> I just remembered that. That's what oh, is that? But but that's a thing. Like that's a big deal. You know, that's a big European country. Right now in Europe, it was Amsterdam. Right. It's not really legal, but it's kind of legal. In, is it quasi legal in England? In too? a couple districts, no. England might have kind of medical, almost a little bit, okay. not really. Then um, Malta. Apparently, I don't know where the fuck Malta is, but apparently they burn it in Malta. I think it's Malta fine. is somewhere between the south of France and Italy. Apparently, tons of people grow. But shit all, out of again, there I just want to reiterate out. that I'm really bad at geography. But Germany is like, you know, Germany and France together are, you know, it was England too when they, before Brexit, but like yeah. the three mains, like everything else is also, Spain's pretty important too, but Germany makes like the machines that the world runs on. Like, right. The financial powers were England, Germany, and France. Yeah. yeah. And, as you know, far as Europe and Spain, goes. Spain counts, you know, so they all count. Italy is also pretty important, but... You know they don't—they're not leading shit right now in Germany. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that you have not found a way to bring Giorgio Moroder into this conversation because it's like your favorite dude ever. Yeah, he's Italian, and and no. also uh, early progenitor of you know synth technology. Yeah, everything. Honestly, like he uh, he the biggest effect on music for the fact that nobody knows the fuck he is. Like I when I discovered him, I was still like. Every week, finding some new shit that like like Danger Zone. Even hearing that, that he wrote, you know, Kenny Loggins. Danger Wait, Zone. Kenny Loggins, Danger Zone. Yep. He wrote that. Yep. Kenny Loggins apparently only had ballads, and he was bored of that. He wanted a rocker on his set list, so he'd been going around looking for songwriters. Mm -hmm. Giorgio Moroder wrote this track, and then his Lamborghini mechanic wrote the lyrics to it, and they had this song that they I wanted to go you on. Telling me about and the they had it for Top Gun, yeah. but they couldn't find anybody to sing it. And then they somehow Kenny Loggins came in and. Sang Danger Zone, and that became his biggest hit. Yeah, because Loggins was on that soft rock shit yeah. forever. And he was the soundtrack guy. Oh, yeah, no, the like, 80s. You can't even We've talked it. about that on the air before. I'm like, all right. No yeah, no, he, about me. he had fucking Caddyshack. He had Footloose, Top Gun, Footloose, fucking at least two more. I'm not recalling all the top of my head, but he had like five or six movie soundtrack Johns that went to like number one hits yeah. like he in fact so much to the point that like it overshadowed his entire previous career oh dude over the top he had remember he had the soundtrack song to over the top meet me halfway across the sky you remember that shit no oh yeah i dude, remember but wait. i don't remember it but um, it's also a way more emo fucking song than a movie about Sylvester Stallone being a fucking trucker slash arm wrestling champion trying to get his estranged son back. Yeah. You know, that that's it's way more emo than that. If you described a movie that way and you're like, listen to this song. Yeah. Meet me halfway across the sky. Like, that's it just feels uh, like a mismatch, but it crushed that like they all those songs. I don't know if they're all like number ones, but like you know, Danger Zone had yeah. to be a number one hit. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, everything about Top Gun at the time was number one in every category. But like, yeah, the Caddyshack theme song. Fucking, oh, here's another. He also wrote 
Take my breath away. No, he didn't. Wait, Maroder or fucking Maroder. Kenny Long? No, Maroder. Maroder. Yeah, the Berlin song? Yeah. Which is the other fucking, it's the, it's literally, it's yeah. called Take My Breath Away, parentheses, the romance theme to Top Gun. Yeah. Which, yo, I'm not going to lie, I love that fucking song. He also song. wrote, what a feeling. Giorgio. From Flashdance? Yep. Irene Cara. What Irene Cara, Flashdance, yeah. Yep. And also, I know he did Call Me. You know, Blondie's Call Me, but that's not in a movie, so I was bring that. But Call Me on the Line. You know, that's, yeah, know, that's an amazing fucking song. That's all Giorgio Moroder? Blondie's, that that album. I mean, Blondie Honestly. Had a, they put an album together, and when it came out, and nothing happened, and then the, the label was like, look, we're going to make you a hard album. Glass? And then that album, I think. I think right, but that's the same album. I think Call yeah. Me and Heart yeah. of Glass are the same yeah, album. He, he made most of the songs on that. And then the, the band Did was Did he do not, Heart of Glass, though? Because okay that's my it. favorite Blondie Because, like, the band shows up at the studio, and they're like, we got these songs, and they're like, yeah, check it out. They're already recorded. You want to play some guitar on them? That's fine with us. We might use it. And the band was like, fuck you, we're the band. And they're like, yeah, we... You, you sold we your, have Giorgio you sold your name fucking Marauder, So shut bro. the fuck up and get the fuck... And the thing is, they're all good songs, so, like, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, like... In retrospect, I think I'm, I'm glad they made "Call Me." It's a great song. "Call Me" is an amazing song. "Heart of Glass" is an amazing song. But everything that you're saying to me right now, like, you know, I clown you a lot about your your Marauder worship, but honestly, now I'm kind of sold. I don't know if you know you know who Sparks is. You ever heard of the band Sparks? They're pretty awesome. They're of I've heard of them. These two but... guys that they people call them the Sparks Brothers, but they're not brothers. One right. of them had a Hitler mustache back in like the '70s. Oh, that's rough. And he's, they're both really weird looking, but they had a song. Was called, he a big Chaplin fan, or he's just a weirdo? They're he, he wasn't into Hitler. They're Jews, but um, they had a song called the number As one. Sometimes song. Sometimes people like to be antithetical. Have you ever heard? This is the number one song in heaven. No, that that they he wrote that too, but that was there. It was a number one. He wrote that for them. Now there's a documentary about Sparks. You should watch it. They're they're fucking weird dudes that just got to keep their career. They have been putting out albums since the '60s. And they have a fan base. They are doing great. Listen, man, if you can get money, go get it. Fucking, that's, you know, yeah. that's a number one And then, concern. of course, Donna Summer. You know, that's what made yeah, that's Hot Stuff. Marauder. Love yeah. to Love You. Love Me. Every Donna Summer song. Yeah, Love to Love You, baby. That's, yo, that's an amazing fucking song. Yeah. Hot Stuff is also it an is. amazing it's, it's song. It's funny because you just think of them as like, you think disco, disco sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's just some throwaway garbage or whatever. That, People think that, you know, but then you go, like. No, disco is fucking Ill, well, dude. the thing is, it's just like anything that's like, there was some really cool music getting made, and it was so popular that a ton of people thought they could make it too, and they made a bunch of garbage. Like, disco fucking duck. Right. You know, John, like, the Duke rapping. You know, like, that, that yeah. kind of shit. And so, there was so much novelty. Rapping crap Duke, the ha, the ha. Yeah, no, no, no. This is, alright. So, and I've said this for years, is that anything that is dope enough is gonna... In its wake, it will inspire tons of whack shit when people try to make something like that. Yep. You know, and you and I have talked about that before, but like, you know, it's like uh, when people were hating on the quote unquote Jiggy Rap era, right? It's just because Biggie did something so fucking dope that people tried to create a whole fucking genre around yep. it. And some of it, is also good because that's where fucking, uh, you know, fucking Jay Z comes yeah. out of that, you know. But eighty-five percent of yeah. the rest of it is fucking trash. Like, I mean, Mace started somewhere good, 
but it's not Biggie or Jay-Z, you know what I mean? And like, there's just, there's that whole shiny suit era of rap that just comes from Biggie was so good at what he did. Everyone just imitated him. So many people did that it becomes basically kind of a a genre or subgenre, whatever you want to say. But that's, I mean, all dope shit. If it's, if, if it reaches a certain level, then people will try to imitate it and they suck. You know, um, you know, Hakeem Jeffries is the guy that took over, took over for Nancy Pelosi, I think. Yes. He, um, I did not know this about him. Like I saw him get elected. I was like, okay, that guy. Don't tell me he was a jiggy rapper. Well, he came out on the floor of the house long ago, and it was like, I want to say the 20th anniversary of Biggie's death. Right. And he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. I, yes, I yeah. didn't know. I don't, I don't know shit about the guy. But he basically, they, I saw this video of him like walking down to the front, and then he turns around, he puts up this huge like placard of Biggie's face. Wow. He like, turns around to the mic, and he's like, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. 20 years ago, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Word magazine, magazine. And he fucking says the verse. Just fucking, and he, he censors himself, when he, but he says the fucking verse. And then he's like, okay. And then, you know, Wallace. Was that it? Did he? Christopher Wallace was born, did, did this, died on this day. I just wanted to make sure that that was put on the Library of Congress record and is now in the, you know, and said in the House of Representatives. And basically just like gave Biggie a big ups. That's. And it actually, and it ends with him being like, shout out to some street. Yeah. And that's why I saw the footage. It's in, probably Stuyvesant Avenue. In the video music box documentary yeah. they go to that and they're like because apparently the whole the whole of shout out like they, in this documentary they're like no that's ours yeah before us you didn't hear a person say that shit on on the radio or tv or on an album right it was when i was in the club interviewing people to go in between the videos they'd be like oh yo 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 shout out to oh you and, and no the video box says like he the dude that ran the main the main dj no it's it's prince messiah invented the term shout out prince messiah was fucking cool dj red alerts like sidekick and uh when they would go to commercial uh the interstitials was essentially red alert would let people call into the radio and uh, Prince Messiah would answer the phones and he would go, shout it out. And people would be like, yo, I just want to give a shout out to Big Bubblehead and uh, Extra Dookie and fucking, you know, this person, that person, you know. But uh, it's just really funny to me now. I mean, that's the way culture works and the way language works. So it's like, it's all fine. But like when you watch people on like CNN, like, well, I just got to give a shout out. to, And you're like... Yo, you're uh like a Republican like campaign manager and you're using the term shout out and like that's 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 Prince Messiah. That's cool DJ Red Alert. That's that's where that comes from specifically. And like people kind of forget because culture evolves pretty pretty quickly, mm-hmm. especially now in the internet age. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're old enough, like we are, <laughs> you know I mean? like if you're getting old, you're like, no, I remember before the internet, you, it came from a specific place. Yeah. And uh, I just want to put that on wax. Fucking that's Prince Messiah. He invented the term shout out. You know, they, they just brought it up in the show that that's what, you know, that was a big part of the video box. 
Absolutely. Was, was they, but, them being at the club? They said the second the cameras came on, they're like, there'd be a line. They're like, people would just get line up. Yeah. I mean, like, at some point, they're going to start talking to people. I'm going to wait here. But it was, so when that started, it was when rap music wasn't allowed to be played on, like, yeah. regular hours during the radio. And so Mr. Magic had a show on 107 in New York, and fucking, that was WBLS. And uh, Red Alert was on Kiss FM 98.7. And, but you could only hear them spinning hip hop uh like from 10 to midnight on Fridays and then like I think 9 to 1 a.m. or something like that on Saturdays and so it was very specific hours so you had to like if you wanted to catch up on all the new rap records you know in the 80s when you had to like had the dual cassette tapes and stereo so you would put on fucking kiss fm at like 10 p.m and just hit record and red alert would play you all the dopest shit and that's and you would hear the shout outs and then that's where the shot the term shout out starts catching fire and that's why it ends up on video music box with ralph mcdaniels and fucking it just I, when I was in it catches on that way. Like the end of elementary school, you know, I had an older sister, so she was a little bit ahead. But like as breakdancing became a thing, yeah, you know, when it got to DC and whenever fuck I was in fifth grade, like there was no rap. We didn't, we couldn't buy rap. Right. We couldn't go to Waxy Maxies or Strawberries or whatever and buy, you know, Tower Record. They didn't have that shit. And like it was, there was one station in DC mm -hmm. that played what they called breakdance music for like four or five hours. Like on, they called it literally breakdance music? Fridays and Saturdays. We, we, yeah. By which they meant rap music. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. And it was because well, breakdance it was about, more popular. And we're talking about Freakazoid, Roxanne, and like Rocket. You know, like that's what at that yeah, time. Yeah, or like JJ Fad or yeah. like uh, Tigra and Bunny, the cars that go boom. Like, yo. But the, the Roxanne songs were like the only ones I knew because the tapes we would get, that's what would be on them. So like yeah. I knew those songs. Supersonic. Because of that. You know? Yeah, that that kind of shit. Fucking, uh, have you listened to? So I recently, I I don't know what made me think of it, but I was like, yo, I haven't listened to Cars That Go Boom in like twenty years at least. Do you remember that one? We like the cars, the cars yeah, that I mean, go boom. We're Tigra and Bunny, and we like the boom. And uh, yeah, I just I don't know what made that song pop back into my head, but I was like. Oh man, I bet I could find that on Spotify now, and uh, certainly I did. And I'll tell you, it fucking stands up, buddy. It's so good. It's all just like hard ass 808s with two sexy voice chicks on there, just killing it. Yeah. Fucking um, they had Master Ace in that documentary, being like a little kid, basically like a, you know, really just like a, a young and I don't even know the dudes he was with. Like, right. I, was, I did not recognize their names when they were like, I'm do the, I'm the. And he's masked ace. It's like, yeah. Now it's a good, good documentary. Like I said it's fucking cool history to, to know. Would you say it's on Prime? It's either I think it's on. Um, I did one of those one week free trials. Yeah. Of um, Paramount Plus. Oh, like Paramount Peacock. There's, I got kicked off for like all my streaming services recently. Like oh. they apparently started lining motherfuckers yeah, up. Apparently. All my ex-girlfriends got new passwords at the same <laughs> exactly. time. Bitches. Yo, I'm not sure if it was them or or like the streaming services getting hip to the fact that like 
90% of my streaming is not stolen, well, but borrowed. They all just did a thing where they're like... They purged. There's an address now. They purged. There's now an IP address that is linked to that account. And it used to be they were like, you know, they put it on your phone. You know, I have a Roku that I can like... When I first bought my Roku, I was like, oh, dude, I can take this with me on the road. When I get to a hotel, I plug this in the TV, and I have my TV at right. home. All Comes I got to do is me. hit the Wi-Fi. So now I'm not at my IP address anymore. But I get the thing now. It used to be like I gave, you know, I give out my Netflix, my, my kid, my wife, my yeah. mom. Yeah. Not anymore. Now, like, I'll go to click it on, and it's just like someone in your house is watching Lego Friends, motherfuckers. You ain't going to watch Yeah, so shit. you can't cut. You want to yeah. pay four bucks? One of y'all is cutting the other one off. Amazon just finally started, like, you go to play a movie, and they're like, well, here's the first three ads. And I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to watch this fucking movie. Yeah, you know, I want to, but I'm not going to. And then um, YouTube. Also, that's just super greedy. Can 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 Amazon be any fucking greedier? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is, what are you, poor? You fucking billionaire bastard piece of shit. Like, you're, you're, you're the richest. You're literally the second got, richest person on the fucking planet, got man. spaceships, asshole. Maybe don't yeah, make a you, spaceship instead of a commercial. You wore a cowboy hat to, to the yeah. dick spaceship. Like, fuck you. Apparently, he just sold a huge chunk of it. He moved to Florida. He sold so much stock that he had to move to Florida because they have oh, more taxes the tax, on capital gains. The tax thing, yeah. So he saved like eight hundred million by moving to Florida. Can you imagine that? They're like, I don't want to move to Florida. Like eight hundred million. Like, okay, oh, no, how long do I gotta it. say my house yeah. is there? Exactly. Like Trump lives in Florida. It's got that DeSantis stink on it. DeSantis made Trump shortlist for VP. And get it? I said no. shortlist because he's a little guy. Really? Mm-hmm. You'd think after that on um, primary, they wouldn't get along anymore. Well, not just that. It's like... DeSantis said no. He was like, no, I'm not, I, I wouldn't do that. He no. lost so fucking big. Like, he got dunked it, on. Bigly. He got dogged. Like, he got wrecked. Like, you, you would think just... not in the news anymore. Like... No, I haven't seen this asshole even be mentioned in the last month. Like, it's... Fucking insane. I just, I don't know, like, even, look, I don't agree with anything Trump really does, but one thing he makes a real sticking point about is, like, losers. He said, I don't fuck with losers. And he just meatball ronned that fool so hard that. Yo, everyone was like, this is the guy that's going to take down Trump. And he so immediately but he, but fizzled out he also so hard. got out of the room before he had a chance to, like, so far, you know, Haley's lost three times now, four times. And, oh, and one of those did. times was to none of the fucking above. Yeah, none and, of uh, the people, I saw that. None of the above. Like Brewster's millions fucking yeah, creeped up to fuck her. And she, <laughs> So that is literally one of the plot points of Bruce's so she's, she's three. You know, That's she, hilarious. She's she's lost, you know. But DeSantis was and like, "And she's like, I'm not getting out of the race. You know, like, why? Like, I'm what gonna lose. Doing? So I'm gonna get the fuck Who's out. Whose money are you spending? Get you know, the fuck out of here. When when they said that DeSantis was on the short list for VP, his quote was, "Um, look, I was in Congress when Trump was there, and like he was supposed to build a wall, and he didn't." That was his quote. He was Wait, like, DeSantis was actually in Congress? Yeah, apparently before Georgia, he was he had a stint in the House or in, somewhere in either a senator or in the House. I didn't you know You mean that. before Florida? Yeah. From Florida, probably. From yeah. Florida. Had yeah. to be from Florida. Yeah. Fucking, uh, yeah, that's fucking 
bizarre, but also like on Trump. And it's just, it's a funny thing because there's nobody like, there are people in the Republican Party that could rise right now, okay? But like the you last. Think? Like who? Gnome. Neome. Gnome. Neome. Who's that? Neome. She's the one from from a Dakota, the Dakota governor. She got in trouble for getting her daughter and she's she's on the VP pick list. She just now at CPAC, the straw poll picked Ramaswamy and Gnome. Neome. Ramaswamy went out. He was out early, bro. What are you talking about? That guy's yeah, fucking yeah, he left guns early up. because him and Trump agreed so much that the next day after he left, he was at the Trump rally on stage jumping up and down. He's he's Team Trump. 100%. Yeah, he's a fucking clown. But he dude. just made the, that guy's um, a fucking complete clown. He made the straw poll for vice president, but it was him and what would be considered a hot governor. Like, you know, Neom is prettier than your average politician. So when the Trump team is looking to pick somebody, they're they're gonna go for that. I'm, I'm not buying that so anymore. A, fucking like, I, hey, if you look at how he picks his lawyers nowadays, it's not for how they fucking do legal shit. Right, but uh, Sarah because Alina Hababa. What's what's her name? Sarah uh, Palin. Palin, yeah, Sarah Palin. You know, far be it for me to compliment the woman, but she is attractive, like physically. You know mm, what I mean? She, like to look at her, she she's, probably was. Once. She's librarian hot. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, that's a reason you should vote for her, but, like, if... Lauren Boebert. If just beaten... I, I, her, yeah, and I don't find her cute at all. I don't... I mean, if I no. was at Beetlejuice, I'd let her jerk me off. You know? <laughs> I, would, I would if I was at Beetlejuice and she was giving out handy J's. Uh, yeah, Do probably. You know who I am? But, that's why I'm in line, man. Yeah, <laughs> but like, especially if she was vaping, and I was like, is that weed? And she was like, no, it's THCA. It's, it's liberal tears. <laughs> These are liberal tears I'm vaping. I bought them at CPAC. And the guy's like, I jerk off in those. You get the hate J, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like... Fuck you, liberals. Like, uh, yeah, no, that's not cool, uh, what I said. But, uh, yeah, no, my point was just this, that you can't, I don't think that you can really win just off uh, being merely attractive. That's all I'm saying. No, not at all. But in Republican circles, that means successful in some weird way. You know, like... Uh, Trump's lawyer, you know, before she, her big losses, a big clip came up on her on Fox talking about how she would rather be pretty than smart. And they, and it was like mm. a, a point of contention. She was like, you know, I can become smart. And be like, I can look at your face and tell you that's not how you were born. Like, you definitely look like you got a little bit of work done. The lips don't look Yeah, real. okay. But I just... But I also think that, that she, also gets, she gets has... her legal work due to her looks, not her legal acumen. It, right, but it just feels like, you know, there's that Sarah Silverman bit where she's like, I don't care if you think I'm racist. I just want you to think that I'm thin. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what that, the, the, the Bobert, that Bobert quote just feels to me like, uh, that without the joke. That was Alina Haba. Oh, okay. Well, she'd well, rather be smart or pretty than smart. Trump's lawyer. Well, then. Oh, oh, the one you were talking about last week in the episode that no one will ever hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, that just, either way, that just sounds like basically the Sarah Silverman joke without any joke in yeah. it. It's like, you're just saying something that, yeah. 
Well, she means that shit. Yeah, no, no, yeah. you mean it. You mean it, and that's. Not no, the I think greatest. I think Trump could pick a lady as a VP. Like, I definitely think that could happen. It's either going to be an evangelist or or a lady. You know, like a brown brown person, evangelist or lady. Like the guy from South Carolina, Tim Scott, I think his name. He him, Tim Scott it is not going to be Tim Scott. Vama Raswamiwami, and it's not going to be him because it's not going to be him. And then Christy Nome, which she's not. She's just a lady, but. That's the whole thing, you know? <laughs> She's just a lady. She's a lady. And whoa, that's all. Whoa, She's whoa. a lady. She's Nothing a lady. else. Just a lady. <laughs> Nothing else. She's not a VP. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Scott probably has the biggest chance because he's... I don't... He, really? He's weird. He's South Carolina, and he's black. So he might get some black. Yeah, voters. and he's oh, also a complete bitch. Trump has been just that guy's swinging for the um, for the black voters this last few weeks. You'd see that first he said that um, well they're going to relate to him better now that he's got mugshots. He's got he mugshots, so black voters can relate to him because he said that because they also get falsely persecuted as much as he does. Wow. And wow. And they like sneakers. Oh, I'm not even fucking half joking. He didn't say that, ones? but his his spokesperson, like somebody from his campaign on Fox News, was like, "Well, you know, black people really like sneakers." And you uh, tell you, the host was like, "Buddy, hey, really going here, buddy? Like, you could have insinuated this." Yeah, you, it's like not, they're not watching. You know, they <laughs> love Fox. saying the quiet part out loud. That's just man. That's. That's juicy. Yeah. That is quite a bit, it's my a, friend. It's a funny thing, the argument that I was just thinking, like, if the economy is so horrible under Biden, mm-hmm. how the fuck y'all afford $400 sneakers? Like, where the fuck did you get $400 to buy some shit shoes from? Are you from? talking about the you know, gold if the, if these Republicans American flag Trump are out ones? here crying about how Biden has destroyed the American economy, how the fuck they got $400 to spend on some $10 worth of kids that have been spray-painted gold? Well, because no one... Other than the super MAGA crowd is buying those anyway, and it's not even the main thrust of the MAGA crowd. There's only it's a thousand. Essentially, right, but so there's a thousand like millionaires yeah. that they want to dress their kids in that. Like, I'm not going to so, put money on Trump's GoFundMe, but I'll buy the shoes. Yeah, it's. It's it's a funny thing because like it's a, it's a small market, but they don't need a big market. Like it's like as much as I hate Trump, there's definitely this like the collector part of my brain that's like, hmm, kind of want him. I don't want him, but like you know, I'd buy him. To no, sell him. like but <laughs> yeah. you kind of want. I think those I can make money in your off collection where you're like, I put that in a glass case, and I'm like, yeah, I was there for that. <laughs> like yeah, I was, same time, I, was, I like, was here when this happened. I I was alive during this time period. There are some like. There's about three or four websites out there where you can just design a shoe. I'm like, I wonder if I can get one made for less than 200. Oh, you're saying you would like do an identical mock-up? I, I'm talking Is about that... counterfitting. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not saying it's a real one and then getting the 400 or being or the six or seven, being like, oh, they were sold out. So these are seven now. I'm not. And then having a whole saying that's a bad idea. Then eventually being like somebody looking at your like eBay page, like, wait a second. How did he sell more than a thousand of these? Right, like Adam Strange like, I has I buy Jail Force ones. Like what? Like, well, I buy them back and then resell them to the same people all the time. 
That's a thing. <laughs> that's fucking. That's hilarious. All right, fuck it. We're switching lanes. Um, the Trump GoFundMe shit. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Because we were already on the sneakers thing. Yeah. And, like, he's obviously merching hard trying to get well, the main, out from under. The main thing is the cases he lost are now equaling, with interest, $450 million right now. Uh, if he wants to appeal these cases, yeah. he has to put the money in the bank and mm-hmm. before the appeal begins. So if he loses it, they automatically get paid. Yeah. And so he needs 450 liquid millions of dollars or buildings, assets that he owns outright. Right. To put up for this. And he doesn't, he hasn't yet. So he might not appeal. You know, like he could not appeal and just not pay. He's going to appeal. And he's then, just so antithetical about everything. But he's, he has he, to do it. Now, he only has around, you know, half, half like 500 million, apparently, in assets that he owns if outright. If that, yeah. Yeah. No, but that's not, he says he's a billionaire. Right, but he doesn't even have half a billion. That's almost certainly bullshit. But they want half a billion. So, like, if he actually pays with his own money, he zeroed the fuck out. Right. You know, but he's, know he's done so. And he's still but... making money. Like, he's got golf courses that bring in money every month. So, he will still make some money. Not only that, he's getting other people to pay for, like, whether it's donations or RNC shit, like, other people are paying for these yep. legal bills. But, but um, no. the thing that I heard recently on a news podcast was what people are worried about is that GoFundMe page because there is the possibility of say like China or Saudi Arabia or any of these other like UAE like countries being like I don't know what if we just like countries that have the kind of liquidity that could pay the entirety of the it's Half legal a right now for the, the prince of Saudi Arabia just wants to pay it. He could. Yeah. He could loan Trump ben the Salman money or, or whatever. Or whatever. AB, ABS he or gave what do they call him? He gave Jared six M- times M- more M- than MBS. that. Yeah, no, he gave him, what, $6 billion yeah, like three or billion, something, right? Think, $3 billion? Yeah. Whatever it's it was, it was, it was way lot. more It's Nothing. way more than what Trump owes. It's way more than Hunter made you know, right. when, when his dad was fucking in the president's seat. Yeah, that's... And then... Oh, we didn't even talk about fucking... Uh, the so-called FBI informant who yeah. is now facing charges about accusing Biden. And you know how much I hate malarkey teeth. But it is just funny that the Republican side of it was like, yo, this fucking FBI snitcher was like, really, really? Who we're putting all our money on and now he's catching charges. But, you know, that... That will only go as far as, like, everyone on the Fox News side of shit is going to be like, oh, well, they only charged him because he had... Because it was real. Real shit to say. Yeah, exactly. No, they're, not, so, they're, not, they're not even saying that now. They're like, yeah, we know. Like, even Matt Gates came out and was like, I kind of knew that guy was bullshit from the beginning. Matt Gates yeah. has things yeah. to say now? Matt Gates has been a little saucy the last few months. I, I think ever since Kevin McCarthy getting booted, yeah, something happened where I think the rest of the kids stopped playing with him, and now he's being a dick to everybody. But that he's he's been disagreeing with his Republicans. Other I'd Republicans. like to see what kind of agent of chaos he could become, as far as that. And like, but, but the border wrecking shit, up the joint. The border shit that just happened pissed off a lot of the Republicans. 
Okay. Like, there were actually a bunch of them that actually, like, spent time being like, okay, if we're going to compromise with the Dems, then we will write this bill. Then they wrote the bill, and then Trump's like, don't you vote for that bill. And there's, like, five or six Republicans out there. That what is the bill? They were, okay, to, for Ukraine and Israel to get their money, mm-hmm. the, the Republicans were like, if that's going to happen, the then bill? you're going to have to fix the border, too. You're going to have to do some border something. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, here's a bunch of border shit. Here's money for the people at the border. We'll end asylum stuff. Like, they basically gave them a bunch, you know, like, shit the Democrats don't want. Right. And they gave it to them. And then Trump came out and was like, wait, don't fix the border. What are you doing? I'm going to campaign on that. Don't right, that's vote the whole no point. on that for me. And they were like, well, we won't fix the border then. And they were like, Democrats were like, what? That's the whole, that's, you, you made us do this. So now yeah. all these Republicans are like, what the fuck are we even here for? Like, right, we, you know what they're here for. Well, it's, no, it's just really well, that's a, the thing is they're not, about making it a wedge issue. But they're not. That's all it is. That's the thing about conservatives, though, is like, there are always going to be a handful of them that that aren't that. You know, like, most of them are grifters. Most politicians in general are grifters. But there's always going to be one yeah, Bernie for everybody. They're all fucking you know, grifters. Like, there's always going to be a couple Republicans that are like, God damn it. You know how much of my life I put into making that fucking border bill? I don't know. I, I like ran Bernie, for office but for this. Also, you've seen the whole shit where, like, Bernie is, like... Somehow, I don't know if he's under pressure or what the fuck, but like he's pretending that slaughter in Gaza isn't happening. And I'm just like, yo, I'm severely unimpressed. Like, you don't think that Jewish politicians are taking a side in this? I have not seen a Jewish politician come out for Gaza I, I, at all. Even maybe not, liberal, maybe not Jewish politicians, not but I have seen a lot of Jewish people. Granted, this is like just people people in on Israel Inst- on Instagram in Israel like yeah like BB could not win an election today right and that's that's my point is that like the Israeli government keeps trying to make Judaism and they are always way before this particular conflict started but they try to make the two things synonymous and it's just fucking not you know what I mean and so, while you are right, I don't think that I've seen many Jewish politicians take the side. I've seen many Jewish people, whether it's people just I know in person, or fucking, like, fools on Instagram, or fucking uh, actual Jewish news reporters, and mostly they're more independent news reporters, not to say, like, just... I'm not talking about, like, influencers or something like that. But, um, yeah, there's plenty of Jewish people that are like, yo, my views are not synonymous with the government of fucking Israel. And I think this is fucked up. And just honestly, if anyone was going to take the stance as far as politicians go, I just would have thought Bernie would have been one of them. I was like, it's weird that, um, Saudi Arabia has been doing this to Yemen for like the last seven years. Oh, yeah. Nobody gave a fuck about that. And it's no, kind of like the same really thing. It's like, well, people we only really get didn't. mad when black people shoot a white people kind of thing. Yeah. I kind of feel that same vibe in this of like, whenever they bring up, like, Republic, like, I guess I, I brought this Did up a few months ago. Did you see the, the Houthis but, fucking but, shot down a drone? That was fucking dope. Yeah, I did. And there's like a ship that got hit that's just leaking oil all the fuck over that motherfucker right Yo, now. Yo, the Houthis like are out here oil. crushing shit. I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not not a fan. I don't know if I can say it. I'm I'm just such a fucking, like, 
everything is a conspiracy theory to me. So I'm all like, well, they're probably just CIA agents hitting ships so that we can have more war. You know, they're like, Americans don't give a fuck about this. They're like, what, I, Israel? Israel don't matter. They're like, wait a second, but the shipping lanes? Whoa, whoa, not the shipping lanes. I don't so, you know. think that that's an illegitimate uh, suspicion to have. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I will say that's, I don't think that's an illegitimate suspicion to have. Like, because, you know, and we've talked about this a lot in relation to many different topics on this show about, like, there's a difference between conspiracy and conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. Is that an entire possibility? Sure. But also, if it is true that the Houthis are fucking cooking the way they seem to be, I'm with the shits. Like, they're the only ones just seem to be actually standing up for people in Gaza, you know, and just like, you know, the whole shit, like, it's kind of fucked up, like, people are definitely, I mean, have you seen, like, Instagram is banning people for even talking about what's happening in Gaza, that's, I got shit all over my feed, I mean, no, I, I do too, but here, but here, on Facebook, same company, but right? I mean, a they, lot more on Facebook. That's my point. So, Meta, aka Facebook, aka Instagram, right? But so, this is what's been kind of tripping me out. Um, where was it? Was it Myanmar? Wherever, yeah, that fucking like wholesale slaughter happened because a whole propaganda campaign happened on Facebook. Yeah. Probably not and just then, because. I mean, Myanmar right. got a lot of shit going on, I'm but not, like that helped. Correct, correct. Not like just it. because, but a big influence of the influencer of that had had to do with people posting on Facebook yeah. and then people are getting fucking slaughtered over that shit. And then, you know, the American government and the whole fucking international community gets up in arms about like, how could Facebook allow this to happen? I mean... Nine months after the massacre, right, like, way after, not, not way during after, them, they right, weren't like no, jumping no. up to stop them. No, I agreed, agreed. I am not in any way saying that like motherfuckers were on the right side of history. By no means am I saying that. But like, it's just a really bugged out thing to be like, oh, this slaughter in Myanmar happened because fucking. Meta and Facebook wasn't taking care of business on, like, what they do and don't allow to be posted. And then, now that this fucking wholesale slaughter in Gaza is happening, they're... The whole same... At least it seems to me the same group of people that were mad that Facebook wasn't handling business like that they're all about like, well, why aren't you muting every voice that's pro Gaza? You know what I mean? And they, yo, they're deleting like you know who Sean King is? Uh, he's a fucking big the snowboarder. No, yeah. different Sean King, yeah. but also I can understand the confusing in the branding. That's you know, branding is everything. But um, no, he is an activist, fucking. Uh, former combat journalist, like, all this shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he has 
fucking like thousands if not millions of followers and they and he has been very vocal about stopping what's going on in Gaza and Instagram deleted his whole fucking page it permanently permanently you know just specifically because he was like yo this has to stop you know I mean and, but that's but there's thousands that haven't been like he didn't he didn't put up like war footage they weren't allowed to put up or something usually they're gonna say you would have to watch it especially but, if somebody's big usually they're gonna jump back real quick like oh we didn't mean to do that like um navani's wife got blocked off of twitter this this weekend and the really world lost their fucking navani's wife they're like we know elon's working with putin and he's like Here, she's back it's, we're sorry oops oops and i'm sure what dude it, what that's it was crazy is, as fuck is, is all you got to do is report it you know like if like, if there's a person you don't like on Instagram and right. you've gotten five friends, you mm. can get that person taken off Instagram. You just keep reporting them for shit that didn't no, happen. No, you can't just do yeah. that, can you? Yeah, you can go YouTube. Is that real? You can go on any video on YouTube and say, copyright strike. And it goes through, okay? This is the first step. And then they have them. And a, a month from now, you can go to court, okay? If they get two more before then, they're the fuck off of YouTube. Until that court date in a month. By then, the, the topic's changed. Who cares? And on Instagram, you can keep saying, that's this crazy. person's fucking with me, or this person, that's my shit they keep posting. That person posted my photos. Now, Facebook has a billion people, so they are going to say, the automatic thing is going to take mm-hmm. it's just gonna take you down, and then work it out later. And that usually, so they only usually come down for two or three days. But once they work it out later, like, the issue has subsided. Yep. Now, with Gaza, I got a feeling that the Mossad has a has a couple rooms full of people on computers. <laughs> I would yeah. bet so. You know, you think the Mossad is not up to some handiwork, probably some chicanery at the least? One in New York, one in Denver, one in LA. They probably got one in Berlin, and they're just like, yeah, that's. Let me report this guy for. Let me report. They're just doing petty shit. The Mossad is doing petty shit. Like, this guy said some fuck shit. Let me just report that. Yeah. No, just like commenting on people's shit. But how about fuck you, Bill? You know, like, <laughs> like, this isn't why I, I joined the Mossad to learn Krav Maga. I was going to be doing spy stuff. I thought I was going to be doing some real Jason Bourne ass shit. Like, I want you to put thumbs down on at least 200 posts before lunchtime, Bill. What? <laughs> no, this is not. Thumbs downing was not the Jason Bourne thing I thought I was signing up for. Just the idea. There's some North Korean guy, like, you know, in a bunker somewhere on an island, and he's like, click. Yeah. <laughs> Got I you, just motherfucker. Like that Someone called you. Tell him. You got a lot of thumbs down in your future, dickhead. Great leader. That post that they said you were fat. We have thumbs down to 2,000 times. And we got a copyright strike on the photo. This is so fucking dark. I shouldn't be fucking laughing at it. Fucking, uh... I don't know. I kind of want to close on it, though. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, fucking... I still think... What about if if Israel is all just like a big fakie? And it's right before the election, Biden's going to be like... Make it stop, and they're like, "Okay, we'll stop the war because Biden said so," and then it'll just be off. Of the you election. know that's not happening. Thanks for the election. I don't know. Biden could be like, "Look, BB, I'll let you use my software to steal elections." You know, I got it from Venezuela, the smart tech. I can get this in here. You can steal the next election too. <laughs> we'll all be presidents forever. This is not funny at all, but I just kind of—I don't know. Maybe I'm on some laugh to keep from crying shit, but that's—it's dark, but. Yeah, like the idea of the Mossad is just somewhere 
with armies of goons just thumbs downing you. <laughs> Making profiles of 15-year-old girls. They're on Reddit downvoting your fucking posts. <laughs> like, look, if a 15-year-old girl can own James Carvel, it'll be better for us, okay? <laughs> Call him bald and say she, he stinks oh, like an old boomer. Him. She, yo, you look like you smell like onions, yeah. bro. You smell like a boomer. <laughs> oh. Call him mid. In fairness. What does that mean? I don't know. Just call him mid. Just call him mid. Fucking honestly, in fairness, James Carwell does. He has the face of an angry onion, and he does. That, that, that a he snake looks is like he right smell. He has. He like he suffers old man smell. Yeah, it's like a snake that that's eating an onion. <laughs> <laughs> put on a trench coat. But like an anaconda that's swallowing, like has has like detached its jaw and is swallowing it whole, like. It's super weird. Any minute he's gonna become uh, like a Republican manager instead of a fucking. No, it's, a, it's something about him and his wife being like, we run campaigns. Like he has the smell but of a. She's Dixie a Republican crack. and I'm a Democrat. I just like you know what? Fuck both of you. Yeah. I don't want to ever hear <laughs> anything either of you ever has. Yeah, to it say means that everything that you have to say is disingenuous as fuck. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to hear it, bro. All right. Uh, on that note. So if you're not trying to hear it, that means that you are now rocking with the worst. And you have been. Because uh, my man, Adam Strange, Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, The Vice Count, Dirty Finger, a.k.a. New Buffy, The Skinny Fat Boy. And I am your host, Foulmouth Jerk, Falio Iglesias, Punani DeFranco, Elon Muscular, the Subwoofer Drug Pusher, the Carlot Hardthrob, Dirt Reynolds, uh, the MC Onion, the Rab Scallion, the Archduke Depeche Mode Von Luthblooms, who is known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie, on behalf of us both, you have been listening to the worst case scenario. Because, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but three wrongs definitely make a worst. <laughs> Language often falls short in expressing the depth of our experiences. <laughs>